The views and opinions expressed on my story, Living with Lupus Podcast, represents each person's individual experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lupus podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. Thank you for joining me for another episode of My Story Living with Lupus Podcast. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, and I'm so glad that you could join me on this Sunday. That's right, Sunday, January 23rd, 2022. Today's episode is all about what else? Lupus. That's right. Did you know just over 200,000 Americans have the autoimmune disorder lupus and that minority women are at highest risk? So, you know what I want you to do? All the way from the United States to KwaZulu Natal, South Africa. Get ready to grab your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, and to my listeners late at night. Now you know I appreciate you. So go on. That's right, go on. Go grab your favorite glass of wine and join the conversation right here on my story, Living with Lupus Sunday, let me tell you. Um, the reason why I'm recording this on Sunday is because I was not feeling well um, on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. I had a follow-up appointment with um, the specialist and found out that I have two more, um, I want to say gross, I can't think of the name that uh, to call them, but they're the size of a quarter, so I have not been feeling my best, but I am on medication for that, um, but Thank you so much for joining me this Sunday. Now, let's get into it. Um, We're going to be talking about more than 200,000 Americans have 
lupus. That's right. And this was reported by um, U.S. News Health Section. And it's dated Thursday, January 21st. And this study was done um, a year ago. It states that just over 200,000 Americans have the autoimmune disorder lupus and minority women are at the highest risk according to a new study. It's the first estimate of how widespread the disease is in the United States. The number comes close to reclassifying lupus as a rare disease defined as an illness affecting 200,000 Americans or fewer, the researchers stated now. The study potentially redefines systemic lupus erythematosus as a rare disease in the United States and lays the groundwork for where we need to focus our efforts to reduce the burden of this disease on Americans. Um, The University of um, New York Langone Health in New York City, Um, the rheumatologists and associate professors of medicine at the health system stated, in lupus, systemic lupus erythematosus, better known as SLE, the immune system mistakenly attacks its own healthy tissues especially joints and skin. The condition can be fatal and often causes debilitating bouts of fatigue, pain that prevent nearly half of adult patients from working. Previous estimates of lupus were larger but unverified. Now, in this study, researchers analyzed records for 5,417 adults and children diagnosed with lupus since 2002 at all U.S. state registries for the disease as well as the Indian Native Health Service. Next, they calculated the number of people with lupus for every gender and ethnic group and applied those numbers to 2018 census population data. They concluded that among every 100 thousand people nationwide, 72.8 had lupus for a total of 
4,295 out of a population of 330 million. The study found that nine times more women than men have lupus and rates were highest among Native American, Alaskan Native women at 270.6 per 100,000. Black women had the second highest rate, 230.9 per 100,000, followed by Hispanic women at 120.7 per 100,000. Similar racial disparities were seen among men with lupus, with American Indians, Alaskan Natives, having the highest number of 53.8 per 100,000, followed by Black men at 26.7 per 100,000. Now, being reclassified as a rare disease could significantly change efforts to study and treat lupus, reducing the number of study participants needed to test new treatments. It could also influence the design of clinical trials required before seeking regulatory approval for treatments, according to the researchers. The findings could also help identify which neighborhoods or population groups need extra resources, such as specialty rheumatology clinics to combat lupus. The study was published online January 21st in the journal Arthritis and Rheumatology. I think it would be great if it was all possible to have specialty clinics set up in um, areas that this condition affects the most, and that's people of color. It would be great. And it would be great also to have, in my opinion, this illness reclassified because I hear it all the time from other individuals who have this illness and when they can no longer work and provide not only for themselves, but their families, they state when they file for their social security to receive a disability, that they are turned down based on the fact that they don't consider lupus as a disabling illness. Now, 
when we're talking about that, um, dealing with the social security and receiving um, disability benefits, you have to understand what social security is looking for is a ongoing record um doctors records hospital records um showing that you have been coming in to um be seen for this condition you just can't people have to understand you just can't go and apply for disability without some sort of backup showing that a licensed physician, rheumatologist, has seen you for this condition or that you have been to the emergency room or that you have been um, hospitalized due to this disabling condition and know that yes, you will be denied at first chance. And this is why I let everyone know, um, just don't stop there. Find you a reputable a disability attorney that will take your case if you have a proven record. And when I say a proven record, I'm talking about um, substantial um, notes from your phys- rheumatologist, your um, primary care physician. Um, in those records, you need to see blood work. Um, hospital records need to be seen. Um, ER records need to be seen. But don't just stop because you got denied. You have to keep going and get yourself a, as I stated before, a reputable attorney, um, disability attorney, to take your case. Because Five out of ten times, um, your cases, if you're filing on your own, your cases will be denied and denied. And it may take a while for you to receive your benefits. Um, but just, just don't stop. Don't stop. Um, because we know that, um, you need insurance, you need some type of coverage so that you can get the proper treatment for this illness, especially if you had to leave your job due to your illness, because we know that that insurance, your job insurance cuts off in what, 30 days, 90 days? Um, so yeah, and apply. For state assistance, you've worked, you have put into the system. So don't feel ashamed or saying, oh, I'm not going to go after benefits because they want you to beg. I've heard that too, that the state social workers want you to beg just to get help. So um, go, you've put money, you worked, 
and put money into the system. Get what is due you so that you can receive some type of health care and treatment for this illness. Stay with me. I'll be right back. You know, February, February is um, Heart Awareness Month, Heart Health. And you also know that lupus can affect the heart. And you also know, and for those who did not know, um, lupus has affected my heart. Um, it is important to know that lupus can affect, SLE can affect any major organ, tissue, cells in the body. Now, I'm going to talk about, and I've stated this once before in a previous podcast where I talked about how it um, affected my heart. And now I'm going to talk to you about how does lupus affect the cardiovascular system. And you know lupus can affect the cardiovascular system, which includes your heart and blood vessels. In fact, cardiovascular disease, not lupus itself, is the number one cause of death in people with SLE. Therefore, it is very important that you take steps to maintain optimal cardiovascular health. Don't smoke since smoking increases the risk of cardiovascular disease. A diet which is low-fat, low-cholesterol diet is also essential. Focus on eating whole grains, vegetables, and lean sources of protein. Limit your sodium intake. And I know you say, I've heard this all once before, but let me tell you. Um, when it affects your heart, it affects your heart. Don't play around with it. Um, we talked about limiting your sodium intake since sodium levels are directly linked to blood pressure. In addition, try to exercise at least 30 minutes per day. This goal can be difficult for people with lupus who experience reoccurring joint and muscle pain, fatigue, and other symptoms. However, engaging in low-impact daily activities such as walking, biking, yoga, tai chi, and other forms of stretching may help to alleviate some 
of the pain while also helping you maintain a healthy weight and a strong cardiovascular system. Now, I've talked to individuals who say that they also have high blood pressure. Now, I don't know if it's from the medication that they're taking or if it's genetic. But 50% of people with lupus experience hypertension, which is high blood pressure, which is defined as a blood pressure greater than 140 over 90. In addition, many more lupus patients have blood pressures greater than the normal, 120 over 80. The most common causes of high blood pressure in people with lupus are obesity, kidney disease, long-term steroid use, other medications, um, can also cause elevations in blood pressure. High blood pressure can lead to kidney failure, stroke, heart failure, and heart attack. Since cardiovascular disease is the number one cause of death in people with lupus, it is very important that your blood pressure is brought to the healthy 120 over 80 level and kept there. While it is important that you take steps yourself to help achieve and maintain optimal cardiovascular health, diet exercise alone may be insufficient in controlling your blood pressure. Therefore, your doctor, that's right, your doctor may prescribe a medication that works to lower control and or maintain your blood pressure. Each medication works in a different way and your doctor will work with you to evaluate and prescribe the blood pressure medication that's best suited for your personal condition. Look, pericarditis is the most common heart problem associated with active lupus and occurs in about 25% of people with SLE, the condition occurs when the pericardium, the thin membrane surrounding your heart, becomes swollen and irritated, causing it to leak fluid around the heart. People with pericarditis may experience pressure pains that are worse lying down and better sitting up. Your doctor will work with you to decide the best course of treatment for pericarditis. Often NSAIDs or steroids are effective in reducing the inflammation 
associated with this condition. Um, endocarditis can lead to two major complications, infection and stroke. That's right. Infection and stroke. Myocarditis, inflammation of the myocardium or heart muscles occurs in fewer than 10% of people with lupus. So it is important that you maintain a healthy weight that you see your physicians regularly and that you eat a proper diet. Nutrition with this illness, I was getting ready to say disease, and you guys know I don't like the term disease. This condition is oh so very important. Let me tell you that it is so very important. And not only does SLE affect um, your heart and your internal organs, for me, it has um, affected my gastrointestinal system. And can you believe it? I have not eaten anything solid going on now I'm trying to see when I last seen my gastroenterologist um, going on now um, it'll be four months in um, February I have been eating um, applesauce um, soft foods um, foods that are Blend, I had to put it in the blender and eat it. Um, so um, I, I know I, I have a craving for a lot of things. Just like I would love some oyster mushrooms fried like chicken. And I used to make that. But right now I cannot have it. And I thought about trying it um, in the air fryer. And I said all I would, would wind up doing is putting it in the blender and eating it like that. And I'm not going to do it. So I, I digest smoothies. That doesn't hurt my stomach. With um, I use protein powder. And if I don't have protein powder, I have powdered peanut butter and when I run out of powdered peanut butter I use um, peanut butter but it is so important um, you guys that we take care of ourselves don't wait for anyone to tell you to take care of yourself get up and start doing something that can help you um, alleviate some of the pain. If you're having pain, joint stiffness in your body, do it yourself.
take the initiative and research yourself about what you can do regarding um, having lupus, um, what to eat that won't cause inflammation in your body, believe it or not. There are foods that can cause inflammation in the body for us. So do your own research. Take care of you because if you don't, nobody else will. Don't become dependent on um, someone else telling you what to do. Um, take the initiative and do what you have to do to fight this illness. Stay with me. I'll be right back. The Charlie E. and Minnie P. Hendrix Foundation for Chronic Illness Awareness. Giving hope and empowering those who suffer with chronic illness. See one, reach one, educate one to empower the masses. You can contact the foundation at 313-303-9217 or visit their website at HTT. P.S. colon forward slash forward slash C-E-M-P-H foundation dot com. This is a 501c3 organization. No one should live in lack. All contributions are tax deductible. Well, it's time for me to go. I have some other things to do. But before I go, I want to tell you this. Um, when I went to see the specialist, I am in need of another biopsy. But the specialist informed me that... Um, Due to the current situation of what is going on in the United States um, with the pandemic, he would not risk my life. Um, he said, you have too many things going on and I'm not going to put you through that. And um, he turned around and he looked. He said, Susan. I said, yes. He said, do you believe in Jesus? I said, you know I do. I said, I love him with all my heart. He said, that is your original doctor. That is who has kept you this far with everything that you have going on. And he said, we're going to put this in Jesus' hands. 
And I said, okay, that's that's fine with me. And he said, let me feel your neck one more time. He said, no, I can't put you through it. He said, the hospital used to be a safe place for someone in your condition to go to. He said, but at this time, it is not safe any longer. So we're going to sit and wait and put it in Jesus' hands. Um, He said, if you begin to have the same symptoms in your neck begins to swell and get bigger than what it is, you do not go to the hospital, the ER. You call my office, we'll get you in here, and we'll go from there. You go nowhere near the ER. And I said, okay. I said, I won't. He said, be sure that you remain masked up. Um, he said, you do not need to be around a lot of people. And I told him, I said, okay, I understand. I said, I'm not. I said, um, the only thing I do is go to my doctor's appointments. Um, I go to the hospital for testing and then I leave and go straight home. And even when I'm um, at the hospital for testing, they don't let me sit out amongst other people long. They generally call me right back and get me out. So I, I really appreciate that. But I am thankful for my healthcare team that is overseeing um, all of my conditions. I am thankful for you, my listening audience, for tuning in. Um, If you are on Anchor or um, any other station that you listen to and you don't hear um, the latest podcast that has been released, you can catch it on Spotify because those podcasts that I release that you may not hear um, have music in them and it can only be played on Spotify. So just go on over to Spotify. Also, even though um, I am, I'm trying to, to stay positive, even though my health may not be the greatest right now, coming up in March, you guys know that I have a foundation in, in honor of my parents. Um, it's the Charlie E. and Minnie P. 
Hendricks Foundation for Chronic Illness Awareness. I will once again be feeding those who are in need, um, those who have chronic illness and need assistance, I will be doing that, and the homeless population, I will be doing that in March, the date has not been set at this time, because I have, um, some more testing coming up that I have to endure. So, um, I will um, try to post it on the Foundation's website or even on the podcast, My Story Living with Lupus.com, and um, on My Story Living with Lupus. Um, social media pages and also the foundation social media pages but I just want to let you guys know that from all the way from the United States to wherever you may be I am grateful for you guys um, and thankful for you listening to my story and how I'm dealing with this chronic illness called lupus. And I want to leave you with this. There are only two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. That was Albert Einstein. I'm Susan Hendricks, your host for My Story Living with Lupus podcast. I thank you so much for joining me on this Sunday. And hopefully I can record and upload um, some episodes in case I am not feeling better. For you to listen to and learn. Go on over to my story, Living with Lupus, social media pages. Also, you can shop at https forward slash forward slash my story, living with lupus.com forward slash shop. All proceeds benefit the foundation so that we may assist those with chronic illness, purchase medication, um, provide food, and all necessary items for you to make it. So, I'll see you next time and know that you're appreciated by me.